So guys, in this episode today, we're going to be looking at should mortgage brokers work with estate agents? This is actually a um, a funny topic. It's a topic that I, I kind of feel very um, passionate about talking about. I'm, I've decided to do a bit of a series and a bit of a, a, um, a run of episodes that are more opinion led as opposed to always marketing marketing which obviously i love marketing but i'm doing some more stuff that's a bit more opinion led which is focusing on things that i know that i did when i was an advisor that i probably um wish other people hadn't have done and, and I just kind of share my experiences so we just did one yesterday i think yesterday about um lifetime fees and or last one was about lifetime fees and so this one is going to be talking about working with estate agents there is other introducers out there but i want to focus specifically on estate agents i'm going to do that right now you're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's, Let's dive, dive straight, straight into, into it. it. So, as it says, let's dive straight into it. Um, so, what do I think about brokers working with estate agents? Obviously, it's very traditional. It's what's been around for a long time. And... Um, and so it oftentimes is places that, that it's things that people bring up a lot. They'll say, oh, I'm trying to get an introducer. I'm trying to work with an agent. Um, my experience, just to give some caveat on this, obviously I worked in Connell, so I worked in an agency-based mortgage advice. And then from there, I also worked um, in an independent financial planning firm that um, we had multiple different agents that we would go and see. Sometimes we work with them remotely. Sometimes we work in their offices. Um, and then why moved into working directly to the customer. So not working with agents at all. So I've got a, a broad enough understanding on this to very much have a very specific opinion. Um, now <clears throat> I think, and this is something that we're going to unpack. I think that if you are a mortgage advisor right now, you should not be working with agents. I really do. And that's actually quite, and you're going to have to hear me out with this. Um, and this is quite weird because it, it oftentimes, in fact, I'll tell you why. The big one is, it's quite a strange one, but it's, I'm trying to make sure I get the words right with it. Um, but it's one of those things that most brokers that I speak to, if they work with agents, they hate it. They're like, oh, it's a pain. The agents are asking all these questions. Da, 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 da. Like, it's a nightmare. Um, and if not, you know, and, and the ones who don't, who aren't working with agents, either don't want anything to do with it or they are trying to, to land an agent because they think it's some sort of grass is greener. So I just want to give you a clear take on what I think with agents. So the first thing you have is, and there's three main things, I'm going to do these three main points, but I'm going to overarch it. So the first one is there is not enough money in it. The mistake that many mortgage advisors make when it comes to estate agency is that they think that it's going to be this lead source, but you are paying away a massive percentage of your fee or of your, of your, or your commissions and fees. You will be. Now, it depends on where you're going. I've worked in places that take, and it ranges. I've worked in places that take from about 15%. I've been in a place that took, and this is, you have to hold your seat for this. Some of you might even be like this situation. I've been, I've worked with, with an agency where the contract that they negotiated with the, the company I was working with was 35% of the entirety of it. So the fee, everything, um, and also that client, 35% on the lifetime of that client. So if that client comes back, they want to be paid on it. So if they do a remortgage, they want to be paid. On, so 35% for the lifetime of the client, as long as you still have that connection with them. I mean, that was mad. So the reason why I'm saying this is most of the time when it comes to a state agency, people think 
that people are going to just pay and, and, and that it's a great moneymaker. It's not. You do a, a lot of work for, and, you, and then you literally can pay away a third of your, of your commissions to somebody who effectively chucked you a piece of crap lead and just went, there you go. And that's what happens. There's not enough, um, you know, it, that's, that's a big, that's a big problem. Obviously I'm going to add another th a fourth one in here because there's definitely a fourth one. Um, power. Um, so that's a big problem. So it's not a lot of money. And actually, you'd be better off trying to generate your own leads through digital, through through word of mouth, through all that type of stuff. You'd be better off generating your own leads and taking less. And over time, then you own 100% of that of that than if you are paying it out. And it's very similar, in my opinion, to, um, to, to like buying leads. I think that working with an agent falls into the buying leads category, which leads me on to the second point, which was actually... The, what, which is what I just added, which leads me to the second point, which is it's all about the power of the relationship. And in a relationship with estate agents, nine, 99 times out of 100, probably more than that, nine, 999 times out of 1,000 probably, you don't have the power. And I'm not someone that is and saying it's all about being like powerful and blah, blah, blah. What I'm trying to say is that there's, it's all about the power in a relationship. It's all about who, when you're, when I'm um, in a, an exchange with somebody, it's there's no different than coaching. If I'm coaching somebody, the power in the relationship is I have the power because I have the information and I have the, the understanding that it's going to help them. If they had the power, then they're not my client. And this is a, this is the, one of the biggest reasons why I don't work in deliverable work is because that that relationship gets gets jarred and it's a big problem. That's why like so if someone's come back and don't like this, don't like this, then the, the client has the power. It's a different thing. And you as advisors with your clients should have the power. Is that it's like the power? Um, you should have the power within your relationship. You should be the advisor. You are advising them. You are coaching them. You are consulting them towards the desired outcome. And so you have power. However, in a estate agency relationship they have all the power all the time. And, and this is what I've seen happen time and time again, is that they have all the power, which means they will say, drop this, call that. And I've been in, in, um, you know, like I've been in, in, uh, independent firms where we've gone into state agencies. And for example, they'll be sitting there saying like, Oh, well, you've got to make sure you call them, pre-qualify them, do this. And it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time, massive waste of my time. And, and it's, it's, it's one of those things and it's because the relationship, the, the estate agents, and I'm very rarely have seen some agents are them, by the way, and I've been an agent. So again, I, I know that what it's like to be the other side of it, but a lot of agents are, they don't value what mortgage brokers do. They can see you as a bit of a pain. And if you're not doing it, they're there fast, fast, fast. They will get annoyed and they and they'll, they'll threaten and they'll throw the toys out the pram. I've had it many times. So I, I do think that there's a power play that you have to be very aware of, not wary of, but aware of. And that's something that it's not worth it. It's a relationship that you're, that you're trying to put a lot of time in for not much reward, which is something I'm not a fan of going down, like in my opinion. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to make sure that you follow Ash on Instagram for exclusive and behind the scenes content. Now, back to the show. And this leads me on to the third one, which is there's just not enough agents. So if you're, there's not enough out there and the market of the estate agency market is shrinking. It really is like the, the traditional estate agency. You got things like, is it EXP and stuff like that, that are doing really well. And these smaller one man band kind of mortgage broker style 
um, estate agencies are becoming more and more popular. And we're seeing that. And, I, and by the way, I think that's a wicked idea. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, they, they should be more popular. I think that it would make complete, it makes complete sense that, that mortgage, that um, estate agency moves that way. But traditional volume-based estate agents, there's not enough out there. So you might go into a local town. What you've seen, you might have a local town. There might be three agents, four agents, five agents, but there might be one of those might be a Connells or a Countrywide or some sort of heart, like just mortgages. So they're tied up with their provider. And then you've got the others. So if you're a new age, new new broker and you're walking into this and you're going, oh, I'm going to get an estate agent. No, you're not. Because they've got ties, financial ties, relationship ties going right back. And oftentimes you'll find that one firm covers the other three. That's what used to happen where I worked where I was working is the majority of them, they covered like three or four different branches of different brands because they knew them and the, the relationship went so far back. And also it wasn't just the relationship. It was the fact that the, the brokers had bent over backwards so that they could and give them everything they wanted so that the estate agents were power hungry, whiny children, 99 cents and 99% of the time, not always. Cause I do like agents, got a lot of friends who are agents, but in this and its scenario. So there's not enough of them. So if you're coming into the market and you're thinking, oh, I can't find leads and I need an agent. No, you don't. You need to go on social media. That's where you need to go. I'm going to talk about that at the end, about, about when the takeaway about what what you what I would actually do instead. But there's not enough to to the to the place. The other thing as well, and this is the fourth point, is that it's it's not different enough. So a mistake that I would or or a thing I remember saying to my boss when I worked in the independent financial planning firm was uh, they put me, I wanted to wear like jeans and a t-shirt and they were like, no, no, no. You know, when you're in there, wear a smart, wear a suit, wear it's like the, the agents has asked, you know, they say it's not very on brand or whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I remember saying, cause I'd come from Connell's and I was like, the offering that we had at that, by that firm was incredible. It really was. It was like fully fledged financial advice. They had like everything, every bit of financial services you could possibly imagine. Um, still to this day, not met many firms who even have the same type of offering. And I've worked in this now, you know, work with many firms and, and I still haven't seen that. But I remember saying to my boss, I was like, the customer doesn't know the difference if they walk in to see me in a suit and tie in an office in the back of an estate agent versus if they walk in to see the Connell's advisor, who would have been me previously um, in there with the suit and tie. They don't see the difference. And we know the difference. And this is something I want to ask you as advisors. Are you making this mistake sometimes? Do you know the difference? But assume your clients know the difference. They don't. And it's a big mistake. It's a big, big mistake, actually, that we think that people are, that, that the client knows the difference. They really don't know the difference. And if we make that mistake and we keep doing that mistake, what will happen is eventually, eventually they'll they'll just go to the other person. They'll just go to the to the, the Connell's thing. You have to make it look different. And that's why personal you know, that company of one, small, efficient mortgage brokers, you are, when you trade off, you're trading off your biggest selling point when you go and work for an estate agent. You are independent, not an independent financial advisor. You, know, you go, I can't call myself a, you know, an independent mortgage advisor or whatever, or, you know, like, but what you are independent in how you act, you are not part of the, the, the another greater chain. I still, to this day, like I would never work with a mortgage advisor who works with an estate agent. We all know it's a conflict of interest. All of us, we all know it. We know it's, we do. And, and that's the thing. And, and so that's your selling point. Your selling point is you don't work with estate agents. You can say I have close relationships with many agents in the area because I'm a professional and I do this, but, but I do not work with them to qualify leads because I do not believe that it's the right thing to do because it's not. We all know that. 
and so and and so it's it's a mugs game. It's not different enough, and you will not. It's vanilla, and I, I and I'm not interested in talking to vanilla brokers. I've talked about this many times before. I'm here to work with the kind of the pistachios, the you know like the uh, the mint chocolate. Like I'm here to work with the with the people who got some flavor and some substance to them who want to do something a bit different. Not somebody who is you know the Rebuses that I work with and Anish and all that. these guys like they're doing something different. Anish is literally you know like ready and raw Rebus. They're, they're they're so good. All of them, Carla, all of these guys I work with and these these wonderful men and women. They're different. You don't want to be vanilla. An estate agency is just a big old slap of vanilla. <laughs> it just really is. I just, oh gosh, don't go down that route. So my episode takeaway for this, what should you do instead? You should double down on building a unique brand around you and your unique offer. And you should target local, where your local agents are. And this is the thing that's so funny with it. You target local and you just go for it. All those people who are local who are looking for houses, if you do enough content, you're going to appear in their feed. You just will. You will. Because they're local. They know the same thing. They know what you're looking at. They know if you're, they know what you're talking. All these apps and all these websites, they're tracking what you're doing. So if you put your content across all the apps and websites, they are seeing, if you're on Google, you're looking at, like I'm just throwing this out in a weird woo-woo way. I'm not saying it's direct, but you're on Google. You're on, you go to, go to Rightmove. You're looking at Rightmove. And then you go onto YouTube and YouTube short pops up with talking about a mortgage advisor because they're tracking you. We all know they're tracking you. So the reason why you want to do content and, and brand yourself differently is because you're going to get in front of them before that conversation goes between the part, the, the estate agent and the, their broker. I actually said this to somebody a couple of weeks ago, said the, the mistake that people make is that people buy from people, which is true. And they buy from people who they know, which is very important, like, yes, and trust. Now, the problem lies in the old school method, which is, I'll refer you to our in-house mortgage advisor. And I remember saying this to somebody, I said, they say that. The estate agent then thinks about doing it. They might send an email. The broker might pick that email up the, uh, maybe a day later or 24, 40 hours later. They might ha happen really quick, but most people don't. They'll say they do, but they don't. And then from there, what might happen is they then will call the client. Remember, and I said this to, to, to my friend who I was talking to about, I said, how many of you answer phone calls from unknown numbers? Mortgage brokers, yes, because we do the job. But how many of you normally? And my dad is in his 60s. He doesn't answer a phone for an unknown number. I don't answer any unknown numbers. I don't answer numbs from anybody unless they're my mum, my dad, and my wife. <laughs> Literally, and my sister. That's it. I won't, I won't pick up the phone for other people. I'll let them leave a message and listen. So you're going to have to, you're not going to, you're going to contact them. They're going to, they don't know who you are. This is the broker that's happening. They don't know who you are. And then you've got to then wait for them to get back in touch or if they decide to. During that time, they could have seen, if I was the, the, the competitive advisor, during that time, they could have seen five, six, ten videos from me talking about all different things, educating them around the property market, what's going on, whatever. And by that point, they feel like they know me. They feel like they know you. They feel like they know me. And the other person is a stranger calling them that's been recommended by an estate agent who they probably don't trust. That's the world we live in now. The buyer makes the decision and they make the decision. The, the, the power is in the, the, the buyer's hands in regards to who they choose and it comes from the person they feel like they know. And if they feel like they know you because they've seen you on social media, you will win. It's the reason why the kind of stuff that the clients I'm working with, it's like a revolution. We're changing this, this space. Social media and the way it's done, not just social media because social media is its own thing, but how it's done properly, which is the way that we do it, this is 
what we're seeing effects. This is how we're seeing people generate tons of business. And the state that there is no room for a state agency, there's no room for, for, you know, lifetime fees or any of that shite. And I'm going to have to swear on that, but any of that shit or any of that shite that came from the old ways is not needed in this new way because they don't know how to do it. If you're a small independent advisor, you can be nimble. You can be you can you can effectively fight though those people and fight your competitors with an arsenal and with a weaponry that they physically do not have or even cannot even comprehend the use of. So don't fall back into the traps of going. I'm going to be a self-employed advisor and I'm going to do all the same things that everybody else does. And that's my I'm going to be that's my big old rant. So that's my takeaway today, guys. Have a wonderful. Um, Easter Monday, I think we're on today. Um, I, I realize this why it's why we're a little bit late. Um, but have a wonderful Easter Monday. If you have any thoughts or questions on this, drop me DMs on Instagram. I'm ha- always happy to talk about the episodes and, and stuff. So just drop me a message on Instagram. We can have a little chat about it and what your thoughts are and stuff because it's always good. It's iron sharpens iron and I get to see people's takeaways on it. If you want to talk about stuff without being in comments, if not, put it in the comments. We can talk in there as well. But some people want to talk about this stuff privately and not share it publicly. So wicked. See you later. Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 